Hey there, it's Ben. I'm wanting to give a bit of a heads up saying that we are talking about a GM having a large trouble at their table and some of the ideas that we can come up with to deal with it. I'm also wanting to direct you to the Patreon where we do have the interspersal time bonus content that goes up. It's exclusive for a week. Thank you and now on to the show. No, no, not over there. Get, get the shaving cream. Yes, yes, all of it. Bothans have a surprisingly large amount of hair. If we're going to get all this off while they're distracted, we're at least going to have to work smarter. I was thinking we could go poodle style, like leave the head Ooh. and some fur around the ankles and wrists. It'll look great, I swear. Welcome to a stylish tale from the Hydean Way. We're your hosts, Risa D. And Ben Yandel. Today, I have a question for Ben. Specifically, I have been having trouble as a GM, just in general with my sessions being very distracted. I feel like a preschool teacher. Uh, I know this from being a preschool teacher by actually working with preschoolers. So I know that this is kind of what it feels like and that my sessions often devolve into everyone getting distracted, getting up, walking away. Some players are trying to do things while others are just literally getting up, walking away, doing other things or talking, having full conversations and stuff while we're trying to do stuff. I mentioned this in the last episode, but in my last session, I did have one player. She got up in the middle of the session, went to go to an appointment, and then she joined the session back up on her cell phone on her way home from her appointment. And I had another player from the, in that same session who joined us from a laundromat. <sighs> so what are your suggestions on having a more distraction-free gaming experience? Because I'm having a bit of a hard time with it. <laughs> it was a weird session, but uh, what was it? No, I had heard about this person pulling over to the side of the road. What I've actually had was they were on a work trip. <laughs> it worked out just well enough that, yeah, they could hook up their computer to the, I think it was like a Holiday Inn Wi-Fi or something like <laughs> that, and be able to get, I think it was Hangouts working at the time. We were able to get them in for voice. Mm-hmm. We were able to do the session. But some of this is just the basics of the players. They need to have the block of time scheduled for this if they can only be there for part of the session and they have to go that's fine but they still have to be present i guess is the best way i can put it Mm -hmm. the one who left went to an appointment and then joined in while they were driving home yeah i would have hung up on them to be honest (laughs) i'm relatively certain at least in alberta where i am that is probably a a ticketable offense Oh, she just had us on, like, so she joined the Hangouts and just, like, had it on speakerphone. So it's just in the seat next to her. That's what I was imagining anyway, but I'm pretty sure that even that qualifies as distracted driving in Alberta. Huh. In the U.S., we can have it on speakerphone, as long as we're not looking at it. Yeah, sure. Sure. It's so funny, is that, side note, my new car came with this thing that 
my phone can plug in to my car and show up on the car screen. And I'm like, that sounds like distracted driving. Like, come on. Who isn't just going to be literally looking at their phone on their phone screen? I get a text <laughs> message and it shows up on my screen. And I'm like, ugh, no, thank you. And that's where I put the two people calling in in different categories. Yeah. Having someone be at a laundromat, sure. They're not paying attention for the like two, three minutes at a time where they're dealing with their laundry. Otherwise, they're sitting around. They may not physically be present, but hearing and talking, they're present. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not getting too noisy for them to hear and for you to hear them, it would be odd for me, but I'd go with it. As long as they're paying attention. And that's the reason why like someone driving, there is no way that they can be paying attention properly. Yeah. Until they left, totally there. Mm-hmm. Going to a thing, obviously, they're at the thing and they're doing that. Then as they're driving, no, that that's... Bad. <laughs> Don't do it, kids. In the end, it comes down to it's rude. Yeah. It's, in a lot of ways, wasting everyone's time at the table. Yeah. My monthly games, I keep talking about them. And the thing about them is, is that they're like six, eight hours long. <laughs> Keeping anyone's attention for that amount of time is impossible. You can't do it in schools where they would love for that to happen. <laughs> you can barely get two hours, two and a half hours out of a movie. If you go to three, then either you've got people who have to leave somewhere in the middle of it, or they actually work in intermissions. Honestly, that's kind of what I'd suggest otherwise, is intermissions. Yeah. Break it up into manageable time so that people have a focus time and a relaxation time. Because if you try and have someone going for like four or six hours, by the end of like hour two, they're going to be flagging and they're going to be wanting something new. Even if they're like totally invested, you can't be focused on anything for that amount of time and yeah. still have it be interacting with other people. It's actually something that I just picked up kind of recently is about every 90 minutes, every 90 minutes to two hours, have a break, get up, walk around. As a GM, remove yourself from the table. Because it's at that point where you are just physically telling everyone. Yeah. Yes, people can go talk about their plans or anything like that, but the game has stopped. This is the pause point. Because it's true. If the GM is still sitting down, then people will be like, okay, so I want to talk to you about this bit, and we can still keep rolling while everyone else is taking a break. That is something that happens. <laughs> For a particular player that I had, I pretty much had to implement a rule of if I'm standing away from the table, no game talk is happening. I am wanting to decompress from that. I'm wanting to not think about it. Like, that's the entire point of me pausing. Yeah. I don't want to be thinking about this at the time. Or I need a couple minutes where I can think of something because you guys <laughs> yeah. stumped me. That's another great reason to have a bit of a pause. Like, you guys, what? You guys both decided you want to join the cult? Okay, sure. Yes. You want to make sure that there's a nice pause for the session before you take that break and then come back. But having that break allows everyone to have a little bit of mental break from everything and come back, maybe not exactly fresh, but I have found when you're asking, like, okay, everyone ready to go? Everyone is a lot more present at the table at the time that they say yes. Yeah. In previous episodes I've talked of, I've had a TPK because someone was not paying attention at the table. They had their nose in a book. Oh, no. 
and they weren't paying attention. They get set up for what their character is supposed to be good at, and they pull a blaster and shoot a guy in the face instead of trying to negotiate with him. Yeah. There were several reasons behind it, but one of them was we'd gone on for four hours at that point, maybe longer. Yeah. And we were pushing it just to, because some people were into it, some people weren't, and we were pushing past the people who weren't. My experience with this also is clouded in D&D 4th edition. <laughs> on account of, well, it was with the same group, and we'd start at like 1.30, we'd go for supper at like 6.37, and then we play until 2 in the morning. So, like one break over the entire time. Maybe for an hour. Oh, jeez. By the time you get to supper, you're just dead. Like, you want something else. Like, you're in this epic combat, but... You just have no energy to give it because you've been going on for six hours. It feels like a slug no matter what. I've since played a game of fourth where we were breaking it up and also at a lot shorter combats where we were changing things up a lot more that it didn't feel like a dead weight around my neck. <laughs> yeah, that GM, just an albatross. <laughs> I will never be free of those games, but I am so glad that I've experienced them so that I know what never to do again. <laughs> and sometimes that's the best thing of experiencing some of those things. Yeah. There's definitely, sometimes people are just at the table to be around people, and they're not really participating in the adventure, but they're still paying attention. Yeah. That is very different than someone who is checked out to the point of they're on their phone and not listening. Yeah. Like, they are entirely into the Summoner's Wars game on their phone. <laughs> There's a total split between it, where one case, you they've got their entire attention on whatever's in their hand and taking them away from the table, and other ones, it seems like that, but maybe they're just really audio in how they process everything, and what's in front of them is turning their eyes off. I know, like, for me, I end up, I look at my phone a lot, even if I'm not actually, like, engaged in my phone. And I know that it can bother people, but it's like if I'm getting overstimulated by what's going on. So if too many people are talking at the table, I'll pull out my phone and I'll, like, glance at Twitter or something. And it's not that I'm just, like, well, I'm no longer paying attention. It's just that, like, <laughs> too many people are talking and I need to take myself out of it. <laughs> so I get that. That's a valid thing. Some of being a GM is trying to figure out the difference between the two. Go ahead. I've been talking for ages. No, I asked you a question. And I'm about to ask another one of how do I get across to my players what I need from them without sounding like the preschool teacher that I want to be? <laughs> mm. Because my my immediate like reaction then to do is to be like one, two, three eyes on me because I am, I work with children, right? Uh. <laughs> That's my immediate, I need everyone's listening ears on, right? That's exactly what I wanted to say to them. And that's not how I should treat other adults. <laughs> and I know this, like logical Risa knows <laughs> I can't ask, I can't use quiet coyote on uh, fellow adults, which is when you hold your hand to look like a coyote, like a little dog, and you hold it over your head, and with the other hand, you put put a finger over your lips, and you go, quiet coyote. I know I can't treat my players like I treat the preschoolers I work with. How do you suggest I get this across to them 
without treating them like three-year-olds. And that's why they don't allow me around three-year-olds. <laughs> you work with three-year-olds. I work with oil rig techs. <laughs> There's something to be said for the jump scare of a core book. Like, FFG does not put out thin books. No. Their core books are not light. When they hit a table, they make a sound. Yeah. And yeah, I've actually used that once or twice. Maybe not the best way of doing it, but it has been a thing where it's going between that or whistling really loud, where the table has just devolved into a bunch of talking that no one's paying attention. That is not recommended. No. <laughs> it can work once, and then it's resented yeah. forever. Otherwise, this is one of the reasons why I keep on doing essentially a shadow initiative. And I have a combination of me as a GMing style. I can try and keep a shadow initiative going for who I haven't I heard from in a while. So I try and do check-ins. And I get bored with a scene quick. Yeah. So it's sort of a combination of the two. There are some times where I just get absolutely fascinated and I can see everyone else around the table or I can hear everyone else being very in on whatever the scene is and we just take that and follow it and it's cool. But I've also had times where I'm into this, but I'm also really interested in this other thing that's going on and I try and bounce between them. Mm -hmm. This is where I take my just enough to be dangerous about workflow and use it to mess with everyone's mind at the table. Because I know that, like, if you're trying to do something and get distracted, it's really hard to refocus back on something. Anyone who says that they can do two things at once does two things really mediocre. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This entire time I've been <laughs> podcasting and crocheting, and both of them have been very good. <laughs> well, some things are muscle memory. <laughs> podcasting is muscle memory. You heard it here, folks. Paying attention to your phone and paying attention to other people. Yeah. Or paying attention to what's on TV and what's on your computer screen. Yeah. It's not as easy as everyone says. And to get every detail out of it, it's a learned talent. To do two things at once well yeah. is a very learned talent. So much so that it really should be a talent in several of the RPGs that I've seen. <laughs> in using that idea of not letting people get sucked into whatever they're dealing with in person... If they're on Twitter for like five minutes or something like that, it's at that point where I will ask them what their character is doing. How is their character dealing with this? If I've got to go back and catch up the player, that's okay. I get them caught up to where they need to be. But I will go and I will get their character doing something. I will then go to the next one and just sort of go around through my initiative order to make sure I'm not missing anyone, like, okay, well, how is your character contributing to this? How is your character contributing to this? Making sure that I'm checking in with everyone. Because it's so easy, especially in especially in a smaller group, to have one character that is really good at things and then a lot of characters that aren't. <laughs> what I've seen in my groups is people will see, oh, this is the mechanics thing? Well, I'm checking out because my character's the talky one. And I don't have to because I don't, my character's not good at this. So why would I need to pay attention to this? Yeah. Some of it is encounter design to tickle everyone's ability. Like having someone have to repair things, but have the 
customs agent show up so that this is now someone having to talk or trying to negotiate their way without interrupting the mechanic person, like having to run your interference, making it so that people kind of have to pay attention. Keep them engaged and that way they can't get distracted. No, that's pretty much it. Like that's, that is what I've learned to do. Because if you keep go, if you keep hitting them with ideas of well, what's your character doing? You don't have enough time to start wanting to look at something else. Yeah, I think the other issue I've been having is that people are coming to sessions distracted. Mm. They're starting a session doing something else as well. My question is: Is there a way to like make a rule or something about it, or do you like recommend that kind of thing? Because I know it's getting kind of frustrating for my other players. It's not just... If it was just me, I'd just be like, okay, fine, whatever. I'm just being particular. I'll get over it. But I know it's starting to frustrate my other players as well. I gotta ask then, what do you mean by coming to the session distracted? It's things like... Because some of my players call in and some of them come in person. And the ones that are calling in are calling in and now doing other things while they're calling in? Like they're doing chores while calling in? Yeah. Is that... (laughs) I'm kind of going back to what we were talking about at the top of the episode. The player's got to be present for it. This isn't listening to a podcast. Like listening to a podcast while you're doing the laundry or something like that, that's one thing. Trying to be part of a game while you are mopping the floors... No. Okay. (laughs) In that case, I would be talking to the players outside of the session saying, can you please not? Okay. The other players are getting distracted by this. It doesn't seem like you are mentally present. I, I would definitely take them aside and say... Please don't. (laughs) That this is becoming a distraction for me and other players. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand that they don't think that they're doing anything rude, but... Yeah. If it's bugging one person at the table, especially if it's the GM, it's something that needs to be brought up. If it's bugging more than one person at the table, it's got to be something that's talked of and addressed. Yeah, yeah. Communication and all that. My own golden rule... Yeah, but it comes down to realizing when communication needs to happen. Yeah. That kind of communication is not always the best kind. It's always, it's one of those things where it's like, it started out as very small things, like doing a little bit of something while we were doing a session, just a little bit at a time, like a little (laughs) bit of housework while working, while doing it, but still being able to really take part, but then... Yeah, then it just keeps getting more and more, and then we're in the car, and I'm like, okay. (gasps) And it was my birthday, too. I just want to point out that this happened on my birthday. I told them two months in advance to get that day free. That's just my little nitpicky bit, but... Depending on the appointment, yeah, but otherwise, there's no reason not to have that free. Yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely be talking to them. Got to be mentally present for this. Because then, if you aren't, you're starting to rely really heavily on everyone else at the table. Yeah. Anything that you're not thinking about at that time, you're offloading to someone else at the table. Whether it's the GM or one of the other players. You don't have the mental bandwidth 
to think of, well, this is what my character is doing in this scene. Well, now all of a sudden your character isn't in that scene. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. I was just like, okay, that character's just not here anymore. And that's what is going to happen a lot as people are that distracted. One of the characters, her phone died. Like the player, her phone died. She was talking to me. So I was like, well, she got kidnapped. So, uh... Well, and, like, technological issues do crop up, so those... Well, if she had driven down like she was supposed to, it wouldn't have been an (laughs) issue. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I know that it's like, if you're asking, should I talk to them, you always... that The answer then is yes. Anytime you're asking that sort of thing, answer with the one that's going to make you do more work. (laughs) Because chances are that's the one you should be doing. Yeah. I'm bad for this, too. If there being that much of a disruption, they need to be talked to. Yeah. It does turn into the communication thing. And it's the same sort of thing of, like, if they can't keep focused on the current adventure, which I've had happen, where it's, oh, this is what my next character is going to be, or Mm. this is where my character is going to be in a hundred experience, because they're from the Pathfinder School of Character (laughs) Development. Or they're talking about their Pathfinder characters at like, <laughs> not random that I came up with Pathfinder. <laughs> Keeping things focused is such a balancing act. Some of the times where it does get to be the egregious point is you do have to get there and talk to them. Yeah. There are some strategies on how to make sure that it doesn't get to there. And some of those strategies also work for getting it back from there along the lines of making sure that the players are front and center that if they do have to pay attention to something i'm sticking by the road thing but like (laughs) if they are sitting around at a laundromat then there's no reason why they can't be paying attention why you can't have a five minute session with them on what their character's doing essentially pinning them to the wall for that amount of time of okay we are dealing with your character right now the more you do that the more it focuses their mind on this thing that they've said that they're wanting to do. Because that's the other part to this, is that this is a group of people who are taking time out of their lives to have fun, show everyone that sort of respect. Yeah, because that's the thing, is I don't want to be, I don't want to go kindergarten teacher on them when they're here to have fun. Oh, yeah. Because everyone's here to have fun, and I don't want to be like, everyone's being disrespectful. Uh I can just sort of imagine going to a house party. <laughs> like, this is the first time that they've had a chance to do their laundry in a while. And a house party's going on. I cannot see that going well with the host of a house party. No. Or, in this I've actually seen, is one of the guests of the house party coming over with their laundry to do laundry. You know, maybe I should offer that next time. Maybe I should be like, hey, (laughs) I have a washer and a dryer. Just bring your laundry here. Do it here. It'll be fine. Bribe them. Gotcha. (laughs) No, wait, that's not what you were. That's not what you were trying to get to me. Hmm, Okay, never mind. That generally would be a bit more effective. Though they would then also, I would lay bets. I would be dang close to actually laying down real money that they would come up with another thing that they have to do instead of just laundry. Yeah. As part of the session zero, you can outline these are not acceptable things to be doing. Yeah. And holding people to that. As you and I have both said, taking your phone out and looking at Twitter a little bit 
or looking at an email that shows up that may rob you of their attention right for that moment. But sometimes they need that. If it's broken up into smaller chunks, then that also provides people time. If you have like the two-hour focus and then taking a five, ten-minute break, it's also slightly less likely that people are going to be having to get up and have bathroom breaks in between the sessions because essentially they're built into your schedule. People can stay focused a bit longer, especially if they know that that's coming. Taking those six-hour blocks that I was talking about with my monthly group and breaking them up into, this is us doing two hours here. We take a 15-minute break. This is another two-hour, 15-minute break. This is a two-hour block, and then we do supper. In doing that, I found that, that these guys that I've been playing with since high school are more focused at the table. Even when we get off into someone's doing a mechanics building thing, which is one of the nerdiest things I have ever done in this system. I'm wanting to build this droid. Okay, well, what are we wanting to do with this? Well, it takes this role. Okay, we're pulling together all this stuff. And then if everyone's a bit more mentally rested, I've had people who aren't necessarily part of the role trying to help out with, well, where are we getting these parts? How are we doing this? And in doing that, it brings them back in. Yeah. There is so much of a role-playing game session is such a social contract for we're getting together and we're doing this. We're getting together and we're playing Eldritch Horror. Okay, this is going to take us two to four hours because Eldritch Horror is a painful game that every (laughs) now and then I win. (laughs) On the other hand, I keep playing it. So obviously it's a good game. It's just painful and takes forever but in doing that like everyone's focused on something and there's a relatively quick turnaround time between my turn their turn the next person's turn and they're always just trying to figure there's always something moving on the board because this is literally a board game yeah well it's near impossible to do exactly board game mechanic like for an rpg like it's doable it's just hard keeping everyone in a scene is not easy It's not exactly hard, but it's also not easy. Like having one or two people in a scene, that's easy. Having four people in a scene, having four people in a lot of scenes, that's hard. It's almost easier to split the party for your party of four and having two groups of two. Well, these ones are off doing research and these ones are off negotiating for something else and jumping between the two. Yeah, that's what I do with my bigger group. My six players, I split them all up. And I go, I go scenes, we're doing this. And then you're about to do this role. Let's go to the next group. They're all, despite being, we're on Discord when we do that one. And they're all just like super into it the entire time. I'm like, if only I could keep your guys' attention, like everyone else's attention, like I keep your guys' attention. You saying that really gets me thinking about one of the things you previously said about these is, if I'm not mistaken, the Discord group is done much more as a mini-series. Yeah, it is. Where you just don't have time. Yeah. In doing that, you're trying to keep the tension up. You're trying to keep the pressure up on them. Whereas, I know at least one of the other groups is the Urban Fantasy one, where they do have time. Like, this is the same group that a while ago you talked of them starting off the session and them asking, well, which is going to be the one that you want us to do? Or which is going to be the one like you choose? What direction that we're going to take? 
And it's like, I tried to do a little, that's, I was trying to do a little more of the other one this session just because of, we had already <laughs> been talking about that difference a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, trying to keep the tone and using that <laughs> to keep them engaged and using and keeping them like on top of their decisions and stuff. So I have been leaving them in the middle of a whole thing on the end of the session. And that's been helping them stay like in the session, like remember what's going on from session to session and know where they're trying to go. But I'm still losing them. I think it's hard. It is. It really is. And the other thing is just like they also have outside distractions. And I get that because as if anyone's ever heard the outtakes of this, you'd hear that I am constantly having to run away and tell my cat to stop eating things. So that happens yeah, a lot. Because cats are evil. Yeah, cats aren't evil. They're just stupid sometimes, especially mine. And so I understand that two of my players have children, and so they have to then go off and deal with them a lot. So I understand that. But sometimes it's like, if you're going to have this time and you've told your significant other that you're going to have this time where you're, you are going to be doing this, why are they not dealing with the child while... I am supposed to have you for the game, <laughs> is my question. <laughs> like, some of that's family dynamics. I know. This does kind of circle around to one of the things that I keep running into is I have a board game group as well on top of all these other role-playing groups. <laughs> this particular group has currently been going for the disturbingly long time because apparently <laughs> I'm a creature of habit. And in one form or another, this group has done both pandemic legacy seasons had great fun with it. Like, we all know each other from work. Some people have moved on to other jobs, but we keep in touch. Some of it is scheduling while adult. Sometimes people just can't yeah. make things. And it's the same thing for RPGs, where sometimes just this person can't make it for whatever reason. It happens. But if there's enough people to run, we run. Yeah. If there isn't, we... Actually, with the board game group, we just cancel because we're focusing in on it. And when we are doing the board game group stuff, in some ways, that's our world. Everyone's got their phones on semi-silent so that, like, if there's a panicked call, we're getting it. But mm -hmm. otherwise, we're ignoring our phones. Anything that's blowing up on Twitter or with email or something like that, we're pretty much ignoring. We're present in that moment of weird Friday night whatever <laughs> things we're doing. Actually, it's a lot of Elder Tar. <laughs> Two of them have kids. And at that point, their kids are being taken care of in whichever way that is needed to happen. But the kids are not their responsibility for that time. Yeah. We've chiseled out this time to be together as four people in the same place. It doesn't matter if we were going out drinking, even though, like, three of us don't drink. <laughs> It doesn't matter. We're there for however many hours we've got set aside to be there for however many hours. Like, some people have poker games. Some people play amateur-level competitive sports. We've chosen to do role-playing games. In some ways, we've got things that are more social than almost any other pastime. Yeah. It's a choice that we've all made, and we've got to be present for it. I'm not entirely meaning physically that we have to be present because, like, a lot of my games I'm just doing through Discord. Yeah. <laughs> we have to mentally be present for it. And if we're greatly distracted, we can't be. So, as GMs, 
we try and soft trick people into being present by calling on them. <laughs> Using the high school teacher methodology as opposed to the... Preschool teacher? Yeah. I can just remember in high school and my training afterwards of any time two people were talking, next question goes to one of the two people who were talking. Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, I do that to my elementary school students, but I also like to do the, if you can hear me, clap once. If you can hear me, touch your nose. If you can hear me, touch your head until everyone <laughs> stops talking because I'm saying it really quietly. Mm -hmm. So then all the kids, once they start hearing me, they'll stop talking and start <laughs> doing what I say. I yeah. feel like if I did that to a group of adults, they would just do it. Don't you think they would? I feel like adults would just do it without questioning. I feel like they would. <laughs> Depends on the group. It's true. But I can definitely see it working. Make sure that your group is present if they aren't present mentally. Like if they aren't paying attention. And we've talked about paying attention versus having slight visual distractions. If they aren't present, you need to find out why. Like if they're coming in with, we're doing a cross-country drive, then that... Then we should just reschedule for another day. <laughs> exactly. Like, you should have just told me. That's really the thing. We're doing something that requires listening and it requires talking. And if you're lucky, it even requires seeing. Yeah. If you aren't listening and you aren't talking, why are you there? Yeah. If people are wanting to be there, but they've got other commitments, someone's got to decide. It sucks. It requires communicating and it requires asking hard questions, but it's going to be better for everyone involved. Do you have any final things you can want to say? If you think you should say something, that means you probably should say something. <laughs> no, but I really appreciate all of this really good advice. And I know mostly it was just me asking, is this me being a control freak? No, no, it's not. It's not, if you are feeling like, as a GM, that people aren't respecting your time, it's definitely worth saying something, I think, is what I'm going to say. Because everyone is there to have fun with each other, and if some people are not respecting each other's time, then I think it something needs to be said. I cannot believe we were able to get their hair that poofy. Like, I, Risa, I am just flat out impressed. I did not think you could get their hair into a sphere. Like, totally round. Well, they'll know better than to be focusing on the blob school races instead of their security job next time. Yeah, and then next time, maybe the Bogwing won't get keyed on their watch. I mean, what was that done with? A lightsaber or something? Join us next time on another fabulous tale from the Hydean Way. We can be found on Twitter at the Hydean Way, and you can find me at Cookie Kit. And I'm at Deuterium Ice. We are all at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes, links to things we talk about on the show, and our live play podcast, Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Plus, you can help us out by rating and reviewing us. Drop us a holocom at tales at com. We're also on Facebook as Tales from the Hydean Way. If you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the Hydean Way. Or give us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash the Hydean Way. <laughs>